I'm Hugh. I'm Linda. Together we're Hinda. And this is Hindacast. I hate to admit it, but the girls are way more interesting than the boys. Yeah, and I have to agree with you. I hate to do that too, but however. <laughs> Maths UK, starting again September the 18th, and we are here recording our second podcast in 24 hours, and we are going to do a third one on Nice Day Fiancé too, so stay tuned and stay around for that. Let's kick off with Laura. She's 34. She's a finance manager from Hampshire, and she describes herself as a boss bitch is she Linda I don't think so Hugh number one I'm going to say that her voice just reminded me of Whitney Mm. from the last season yeah that kind of drawl and kind of clipping the end of her her words it's deadpan isn't it yeah Yeah. it's just I don't know I'm not sure how much of a personality Laura has what did you make of her yeah I, I got the same sort of vibes as you she had a tendency to hold back uh, she had liability to be sarcastic, I think, and she describes herself as having a dry wit. But I wondered how much of it was actually kind of a wall. What's this about the royal we? <laughs> yeah. What's that all about? Yeah, there's touches of that as well. She's distancing herself. She's kind of like, oh, you people down there, but people like me, you know, finance man- managers from Hampshire, you know, we're a I different think, breed. Yeah, I think she's trying to make out herself, herself out to be a little bit of a princess or something like that. And she has high expectations. This is what I expect and I won't be settling for anything else. But at the same time, she was married before. Yeah. She does see herself as a slightly jaded, maybe sceptic romantic um, she does like to do things on her own terms but it, I think she actually underneath it all if you manage to break down her walls yeah, she's probably a nice enough person this is the difference and I think you and I talked about this before people have a list of ticks that they expect boxes to be ticked by potential partners and they think if somebody ticks all these boxes they'll be perfect for me the reality is somewhat different because the boxes that need to be ticked aren't always the ones that you think they are. And we talk about the key, that somebody has the key to unlock you, but you don't necessarily know what that key looks like until that person comes into your life. Yeah, and I can I can see a lot of similarities. I know we kind of discussed this when we were talking about Laura and I was horrified at first. Um, and you said, you know, you would have said that. If you were doing the interview, that's exactly how you would have come across. True. I was True. horrified. Yeah. Well, you know, you kind of had a list of, uh, again, you had boxes to be ticked um, and I came along with my key. Ah, sometimes you don't get what you want, you get what you need. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> I think we both did. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how she gets on in the show. Well, look, she was tried and tested. She's been married before. And that's why she'll make the perfect wife. I thought that was so funny. What makes you the perfect wife? Well, I'm definitely going to be the perfect wife because I've done it before. It's a bit self-contradictory, I would have thought. So why is she single? Yeah, yeah. What do you make of Portia? Portia is 36 and she's an executive assistant from London. We've seen people like Portia before. She very much wants a traditional alpha male. She wants somebody with the, the Christian values. She's all ready to jump into marriage. She considers herself such a good traditional wife. She doesn't forget about festivities like Christmas and Valentine's. She is very fond of herself and she has a very high opinion of herself. And I got weary listening to her, to be honest. I was absolutely exhausted listening to her talking. I was. I thought she was very full on. She just wants everything to be just super perfect. Um, I, I, What I can't decide is, I can't decide whether she's a bitch trying to be nice <laughs> or nice trying to be a bitch. 
Well, I, one of the giveaways was she doesn't think she's ever done anything wrong in a relationship. Like, just no, never. So that says to me she's a bitch trying to be nice. Well, why is she 36 and single? She's also the only uh, only one of our ladies who has a child. Well, it's obvious that people have copped on to her. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see now what's actually going on with our Portia. She reckons that she's really good in relationships. She loves cooking and cleaning and things like that. But she's trying to make herself out to be a separate wife, isn't she? Well, like many of these brides, you she's know, they're herself up for fall. They are. Well, yeah, but they are interesting and they're, they're quirky and all that. And they're not afraid to put themselves out there in terms of saying lots of things. But I'm not sure whether we're getting the true them. I think we are getting an awful lot of front and act. Maybe so. But look, at we'll see. I'm, I'm really interested to see who she's matched up with. I don't know if, if any of the guys were going to be yeah, able for. I'd struggle with the match there for Yeah, her, I, I really would. Say. I don't think any of them will be shriveled enough. I don't think any of them will be tall enough. I don't think any of them will be fit enough for her. Um, and I don't think any of them will kind of absolutely not forget any festivities. <laughs> the next bride, Tasha, within minutes of watching Tasha, we both began immediately to think of Shanita from last series. That kind of accent, her attitude. She's a typical Leeds girl by her own admission. She's dead honest, no filter, likes to be up early, like the two of us. Full of energy. Very jealous and needy. Forgot that bit. Okay. She did okay. admit to being very jealous and needy and she does kind of come across. And she also said she's a weird person. So that's going to make for uh, good watching, isn't it? That's going to yeah. make for entertaining TV. The only thing that I really didn't like about her was her laugh. God, she does have that crazy laugh, doesn't she? Yeah. She's genuine though, isn't oh, she? Oh, I don't know. It's the maniacal laugh that it just, just it's freaking me out a bit. Okay. Is she genuine? I don't know whether she's genuine. Yeah. Um, I think that I'll enjoy watching her. <laughs> And again, I'm wondering who she'd be matched up with. Yeah, yeah. Ella is 29 and she's a clinic consultant from Western Supermare. Ella is making history in that she's the first transgender person in Maths UK history. So there's a lot of paradoxes here, I think, with Ella. You know, okay. I mean... Illuminate me. Okay, so for example, I think she's absolutely stunning. I think she's absolutely gorgeous, right? Right. She certainly comes across she's funny she's a dry sense of humour she's witty she's slightly sarcastic Mm. Um, but at the same time sadistic there for a minute (laughs) we don't know yeah maybe no I don't think she's that we have to hold something back don't think so Um, you know she kind of she wants the Essex boy kind of person with the turkey teeth and you know very superficial she but at the same time she said she doesn't like PDAs because she's really only dated ugly men Um, she said she's had a shitty life yeah so i think ella is really only coming into her own she probably looks the way she always wanted to look now and i don't know how far into the process the transgender process she is or how long she's she's been a woman you are that's the nail on the head and that's the missing piece of information we have looked we've read a bio we have watched two uh, instagram videos and the big question was left out and that was how long did you transition because I think that's, that has a lot to do with everything how comfortable she is in her own skin she's a lot of work to do on herself in that she needs to discover a lot about herself and I suppose with her match as well I'm a little bit kind of nervous for Ella because with her match she does need somebody who's going to be strong who obviously you know wants or doesn't certainly doesn't mind being with a transgender woman yeah Um. so 
and it's strong enough to support her because I think she does have some insecurities behind it all. Mm. Um, so I think she has to discover herself and, and work on herself. So I, I, I'd like to have somebody patient because otherwise everything could come falling, crashing down around her ears. My, yeah, my, my good feeling is that the personality we see with her will be heavily dependent on how well the relationship is going. I don't think she'll turn her back on that. As I say, she's just a bit of a paradox. I think she's stunning. She obviously thinks she's stunning. She's kind of coming across across as confident. And yet she'll say, oh, well, I'm the funny one because, in fairness, I haven't got a lot else going for me. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And we're thinking, yeah, you do. Absolutely. Yeah. And look at the amount of time and money you put into yourself. Yeah. You know, you've invested yourself. And, and do you really still feel that you're not worth it? Are you not worth love? Yeah. A strong character. That's an understatement. Is Jay. She's 31. She's a sales manager from Lancashire. She's funny. She's jokey. She's full of positive energy. Um, she seems loud, life and soul of the party. She's definitely going to bring something to this series, isn't she? Yeah, I kind of like Jay. She reminds me a little bit of Gemma from the last series. Maybe it's just the red hair and the big bubbly, larger-than-life attitude. I think Gemma was a lot more feminine. Mm, I don't know. I think. Don't shoot me now for saying that. Yeah, no, I think Jay is fairly... And the tats and things like that. There definitely are similarities between the two. I like Jay. I think she's very kind of... Do you know what? What you see is what you get. I could probably picture her sitting in the pub drinking pints with the lads. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, but that doesn't mean she's not feminine. Um, I think she is. She's very. I think she's confident. I think she's happy in her in herself. Yeah, I'm I do. not sure. I'm not sure. Now, there's two reasons for saying that. Number one, she's only been single for a few months, and I wonder what went on in the last relationship and what from the last relationship she's going to bring into the show and into her current relationship on the show. The other thing that. I think might be a little token of worry for us is the fact that she feels pressure to get her act together now because she's 31. She's 31, but she's by no means the oldest. Yeah, I know. But but in her head, she feels that. Well, maybe she feels that she's wasted, I don't know, how much time on her last Mm, relationship. True, yeah. And she kind of needs to say, no, hang on for a second. That didn't work out. I need to get my act together, find out what's good for me and move the hell on with my life. Okay. I suppose that's Maybe she does feel like she's wasted a good part of her life. We don't know how long she's been in her previous relationship. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Shona is next. Shona is 31 and she's a performing arts teacher from Nottingham. Right. Shona is coming across as all sweet and innocent and she has a little kind of girly, <laughs> um, innocent, sweet voice. I'm not buying it. No, I was just going to say you're not buying it, are you? You don't like her one little bit. Yeah, I'm just not <laughs> buying what Shona is selling. I think she's a performing arts teacher and I think she's doing her job very well. I think she's putting on an act. Yeah. I think she's too sweet to be wholesome. She... <laughs> She's a star sign chick, as Jessie said from the last series of Maths, isn't it? She's a free spirit. She's into the yoga, all of that. She's a great job. She's her own home. Mm. She's really honest. She's not jealous. Guess what? You're not funny either. Yeah, I, I just, I like you independently. I wrote down, is she genuine? I don't know what it is. There's something a little bit too polished and on the surface. Yeah, as I say, she's just too sweet to be wholesome. There's, there's something going on with, with our Shona and I can't wait to get in and see. Like, she could be the bitch of the season. Yeah. Well, she li- she plays on the kiddie voice and the immaturity, definitely. But I don't think she is immature. Yeah. I don't think she's naive. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how that manifests itself, won't it? Someone who's a little more real is Peggy. We like Peggy, don't we? I like Peggy. Certainly I do like yeah. Peggy, yeah. She's 32. She's a technology risk partner, whatever that is, from Kent in the UK. Peggy, tell us what you do for a living, will you? Yeah. They are all from England again. 
Can we just make some comment on that, please? A huge percentage of them uh, in the southern half of the, of England. Uh, nobody from Wales, nobody from Scotland. What the hell is going nobody on? Nobody from Northern Ireland. Nobody from Northern Ireland even. Yeah, very strange. So anyway, getting very back strange. to Peggy, she she says she's a glamorous lifestyle. And yeah, she's but she lives at home with mum and dad. Yeah, again, like, I mean, how glamorous can it be? She makes herself out again to be Peggy in the middle, the centre of drama. Mm. She doesn't come across to me as a person who would be the centre of drama at all. Well, no, in, in fairness, actually, her friends probably mean Peggy in the middle in that she's in the middle of drama, not because she's causing it being mean and nasty. It's just that people kind of take a, advantage of her a little bit. There was a story about traveling seven hours, three and a half there and three and a half back over a cake. A six-tier cake, Hugh. Get it right. Yeah, that, again, a six, who the hell gets somebody a six-tier cake? There's only a wedding cake is the only six-tier cake I can think of. And I immediately said, was she trying to repair a relationship that was dead and gone? She's vulnerable. Yeah, uh, yeah. Does she try too hard? I kind of, yeah, I kind of thought that as well. Considering they broke up the following weekend after her going to all, or she not reading the signs? Is she kind of not reading the room? It's a difficult one. Again, you know, she's this glamorous lifestyle and she says that she's she loves cooking and cleaning you know I don't see anything glamorous about cooking and cleaning yeah, I do it's, a, it's a necessary evil as far as I'm concerned you watch your cleaning videos though don't you on Insta I thought we weren't going to say that <laughs> God you will I take that out yeah <laughs> She still lives at home with her mum and dad. Um, but I will say one thing about Peggy, mm. the lingerie story. Yes. That was actually funny. Yes. I enjoyed that. Yes. And I, I could imagine that happening. For those who didn't see the video, her, her most embarrassing sex story was that she called to her boyfriend. She had her sexy lingerie on under a jacket. She walked in and the mum was there. And he opened the door, let her in, sat her down, went to make her a cup of tea and was saying, oh, it's so warm. Why don't you take your jacket off? And she had to sit there on the couch in the boiling heat with her jacket on. Yeah, I could see that Mortified. happening. And I actually thought that she was funny. I I, I don't know. I, I just think that she's probably the most honest person in the whole group. I think the producers were making her come across as um, glamorous and, you know, strong and this, that and the other. But I really don't think she is. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see again who she's matched up and how she gets on. Yeah. Do they support her? Do they bring out her personality and, uh, yeah, make her more confident? Well, there's another one of our brides who I don't think lacks confidence at all. I think she's she's lovely. She is 28 and she's Rosaline or Roz, who is a florist from Crew. So I think Roz kind of reminds me of Sophie from the last season. Yeah. She kind of has that girl next door look about her. She's bubbly and she's just is coming across like a nice person. She's a bit more ditzy, I think, though, than Sophie uh, in that way. Um, Sophie was a little more confident. And ambitious. Um, Sophie was very yes, ambitious and Yes. I, I, she's very, very likeable. She is. She's a young 28. I don't think she's jaded. Yeah. We're worried about her, though. Will she be eaten alive at the dinner parties? I don't think she's strong enough for the other cast members. There's a lot, a lot of kind of strong women are a lot of women who know themselves mm. um, and a lot of older women as well. And with age comes experience. I and she was in a relationship uh, six months ago and she suffered uh, from a shock breakup. Now, I presume your man did the breaking up rather than her. So again, that in my mind makes her a little more vulnerable. Yeah, does she have a lot of experience? She grew up on a working farm, so how much exposure has she had to life? Yeah. And she could have been in that, that relationship for years for all we, do, we know. Yeah, and she's a florist, which is a kind of a soloish kind of career. You don't see florist shops with 
10 and 20 people working in them, you know? Yeah, although she has kind of a, a long list of, of things that she wants to see in her future husband. She wants some sexy. She wants someone who can teach her things. She wants someone who has soft hands. Yeah, I, soft hands, smells good and dresses well. I didn't yeah, think that yeah. was unreasonable. It's not unreasonable at all. Like, And, yeah. and the only thing that she'd be concerned about is if, you know, if he was drunk at the end of the aisle, that'd be quite off-putting. But other than that, she was kind of happy-go-lucky and okay to go with the flow. Not too much to ask for. No, we don't need too much to ask for at all. No. I think I think what we need to say as well at this point is, Hugh, we purposely don't go and research them. We don't stalk no. the participants at all. Again, we want to be just as surprised as everybody else. So we just read the the blurb that's kind of readily available. Exactly. You know, and we want to we want to kind of get to know them on the show as they as they develop into their own characters. And we don't want to make a podcast which is longer than Oppenheimer either. Exactly. That's yeah. We want to keep our, our podcast kind of snappy and give you all you need to know and give our opinion on things. And exactly. Thanks so much for joining us. We really enjoyed presenting the grooms and the brides to you. Yeah. The show, uh, as we said before, is going to start on September the 18th. That's a Monday on E4 at 9 p.m. Be there or be square. Also, be there for us in the next, we imagine, 12 hours or so. We are going to upload, load, <laughs> upload even a podcast on episode 11 of Night Day Fiance UK. It is nearing its end, its crescendo, second last episode, and we can't wait to talk to you then. Till then, keep watching Maths UK, keep watching Night Day Fiance UK, and we'll talk to you soon. Laters. Bye. Before you go, just a quick request please like and subscribe to our podcast and if you can pop on a notification that way you'll know when our podcast drops if you'd like to get in touch with the show you can email us on hindicastreality at gmail.com hindicastreality at gmail.com